Hi, this is Rich. And this is Kyle. Welcome to episode 26 of Chew the Metal, the podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week it's Sempiternal by Bring Me the Horizon. Let's get into it. How are you, Kyle, on this fine morning? I am absolutely fine, Richard. I am in Newquay. I came home for Christmas. I managed to jump on a jump on a train, get out of Bristol, um, yeah, to sort of spend Christmas with my family, with my dad and sister. Um, so it's mm-hmm. been lovely. Yeah, just spent the week relaxing. Uh, I'm off to my sister has her and her boyfriend have a plot of land. Uh, I think I may have mentioned this before. Are they building they're, a house? They're making like a farm. They want to do like an organic farmstead, with oh, like a little wow. shop and things. Yeah, so they've got the pig up there. They're planting the beds and things. But today we're going to. Hang go on, no, you can't. You can't just say that. <laughs> they've got a pig. Oh yeah. I'm sorry, I thought we talked about this. Yeah, I'll send you a picture. No, of yeah, you can't just be like, "So the pig's there." And sorry, Rich, I'll, uh, let's just quickly pause the podcast and I'll send you a picture of the pig. Give me a second. Wow, look at him or yeah. her. Him. That sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be fun. It's just going to be. It's blowing an absolute gale here because you know we're by oh. the coast, so it's going to be pretty cold, but yeah. it'll be worth it. Uh, yeah, mm. but that's it. Sorry, so my week has just been yeah, lots of relaxing and, and yes. What about you, Rich? How are you? How's being home, etc. Yes, well, yeah, I'm I'm back home now as well, which is nice. Um, it's just been really relaxed week. Literally, just me and Bex and the cats. Lovely. Like we haven't seen any family for Christmas, yeah. um, which has been weird. But you know, we've had Zoom calls and stuff, and then it's just been very relaxed because it's just us really and we don't have to like have guests around and, and do all those sorts of things so it's, we've just watched an insane amount of films and that's that's pretty much it lovely christmas films um, or have you been we, branching out post christmas uh yeah we branched out i mean we watched paddington 2 with our christmas lunch because <sighs> it's two. possibly the best film i've ever seen yeah Again, like, <laughs> I mean, it's like i think that was like the third time i've seen it i was just like this is just it's so Great. good it's, yeah it's so yeah. much better than it's sort of you'd expect it to be isn't it like it's yeah. just so Paul yeah. King is such a good oh there's so many great sequences Hugh Grant in that film oh, really I Hugh know. Grant's best performance I, I, I absolutely agree with you it is he's so good in it and then yesterday we had a like a zoom hangout with all of Bex's friends and we did this thing called Drawasaurus have you ever heard of it no it's a website you don't need an app or anything um this sounds like an endorsement i'm I'm just <laughs> it was just fun so i'm going to talk about it it's basically pictionary and you get points for if you're first to guess or if you're quickest to guess or if everyone guesses your drawing you get extra points and it's it sort of just goes through you, it comes up with like three options and you have to pick one of them and then you draw that and you have like 60 seconds to draw it and for everyone to guess um because you're doing it on like on a phone or a tablet you're just like swishing around like this it, yeah it's, it's really fun <laughs> That sounds um, awesome. Yeah. And then there's like a chat function in it. So like, that's how you guess your answers. You guess and if it, it yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. That sounds great. I might have to set one of those up with my friends because that sounds awesome. Yeah. But other than that, we've been listening to Bring Me The Horizon, my first foray into them as a band. You had heard them before. You'd heard this album before? Yeah, I've seen them live. Oh, Kyle. another one to the list? Uh, maybe more than once. I can't remember. They played at Reading when Metallica headlined. Right. They were... I think they. I think it went Metallica, Royal Blood, then Bring Me the Horizon, or right. maybe Bring the, uh, or maybe Metallica, Bring Me the Horizon, then Royal Blood. One of the two. So I've seen them in a big-ish slot on the main stage at Reading. So I, I sort of listened to them for about a three-album period, and then 
after this album they, they got a lot more poppy so I've sort of stopped listening to them but apparently their new one which came out maybe a month or two ago is, is pretty good so I should probably give that a listen all right well that sounds good but that was a very long-winded way of saying yes yes <laughs> yes you, did. you are very familiar with this band it's a lot easier for me this week fitting this in around Christmas than it was for you I'm sure yeah <laughs> yes because it was literally the first time I'd ever heard anything by them yeah so what were you expecting from them I think if all you knew was the name so I think I'm the same. Like I think I was expecting it to sound a bit architecty, which it kind of does. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. I think I knew, like you said, that they at least these days they're quite like synthy, and I thought that they'd mm-hmm. gone over the edge these days, where it was more synth than sort of rock almost. Like like Enter Shikari, yep. like you said, Enter Shikari ended up doing. Um, yeah. So I was expecting. I didn't know where in the category this fell, so I didn't know if, if mm-hmm. I'd be listening to a a more synthy album or a more architects album or something down the middle, which mm-hmm. is kind of what we get, which is kind of like right down. Right down the dividing yes. line, I think it's a bit. It's got Enter Shikari esque, you know, levels of synthy yeah. metal, but um, it's a bit heavier than Enter Shikari. So, yeah, it yeah. was cool. It was cool. This is the so this is the first album with a keyboardist, yes, and a, a synth player. It was also the first album that Ollie ever did clean vocals on. Oh, okay. Um, he he never sung clean before, and he was basically like learning to sing clean whilst recording this album. Right. I remember listening to a really great interview with Jordan Fish who's a keyboardist um, and talking about the process of this album because uh, this is when he joined the band and like hearing him talk about Ollie sort of how he was perceiving singing and how he was sort of dealing with it and stuff it, it's pretty interesting like hearing about someone who's like the front man of a really successful band like being quite like nervous about things you know do you know what I mean yeah especially if you've like literally never done it on record before because a you don't know what people are going to think Mm. And B, it's obviously a completely different thing, even just personally, to like listen back to and be like, oh, that's what I sound like with clean vocals. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to kind of get used to it, let alone your fan base yeah. suddenly being like, oh, this is not the same. It also means lyrics and content are delivered in a very different way. Like people immediately hear exactly what you're saying as yeah. opposed to screaming or like growling and stuff where you might have to decipher it or read it or whatever, mm-hmm. or just listen to it a lot. Like suddenly listen number one people know exactly what you're saying so yeah. i think that probably has a bearing as well yeah absolutely especially when because this album is obviously quite personal you know yeah it's not hidden under anything you can hit no it exactly all. yeah uh do you want to give a bit of history about them should we get into a bit of a yes let's do that did you know um i, mean, I don't know if you read or if you just know do you know where their name comes from no i didn't i mean i i read it this week so i do know now but um, yes. uh, it's from Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's very strange to hear, because they're obviously not much older than us, so it's weird. Th- I don't know why no. in my head it's like, they could never... Why would they be influenced by Pirates of the Caribbean? It's like it's because they're like <laughs> a year, two years older than you, so like, of course. Yeah, um, exactly, yeah. But yeah, it's the same thing about the Metal Gear Solid. Um, but yeah, it's a cool, it is a cool name. So they, as, as I said, they formed in... 2004. 2004. Yeah. Uh, they're from Sheffield in the UK, um, and yeah, they, they were very much like one of the, similar to Enshikari, I guess, they were one of the MySpace bands that yes. like really worked at it and, and have, are definitely reaping the rewards of all that hard work and like building a fan base that way because yeah. they're, you know, now probably regarded as one of the biggest British metal bands in mm-hmm. the world. Yeah. And so, they, yes, they released their first album in 2006, that was Count Your Blessings, which was 
like really heavy like i think it's known as deathcore like that genre that they right. were in like honestly i can't handle it right so even now so i was gonna say it's not just that you didn't quite have the ear for that sort of music back then like even now you you can't listen to it no it's, it's too heavy for me okay. even now yeah and then they did suicide season in 2008 and there is a hell believe me i've seen it there is a heaven let's keep it a secret in 2010 and then this was their fourth album in 2013 Yes. And it was the first one where they had one guitarist because until that point they were a five piece but they just had they had two guitarists and they basically uh I guess we'll go into it a bit more but they had a falling out with Jonah who was their rhythm guitarist mm-hmm. and so he left the band and then Jordan replaced him but as a keyboardist would you like to do the the lineup the the personnel on the album? Yeah, so like you say, after Jonah left uh, and they, they got Jordan, the final lineup for the uh, for the album was Oliver Sykes, who's on vocals, uh, Matt Keane, mm-hmm. who's a bassist, the drummer, Matt Nichols, uh, Jordan Fish uh, on the keyboards, and then the guitarist is Lee Marlia. Uh, so this album went down pretty well, didn't it? It yeah. got to, well, it, I mean, it debuted at number three on the UK album chart. So close. So close. Yeah. So close. And number 11 it got to in the US Billboard. Yeah. Um. Which is really good stuff, I think. It is. This was their, They're both really high. Yeah, this was their major label debut, wasn't it? They got... Yes. They, they moved... I can't remember the name of the independent they were on, but they moved to RCA. So, that, I mean, that obviously always helps to get a bit more promotion. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, like you say, it still sounds like this. So, you know. Yeah. And I read that um, they... Like, people were worried that signing to a major label would have affected their sound. And apparently Sony, who own RCA, were like... No, just go as heavy as you can. Like, do do whatever yeah. you want. You know, it was so, and it worked. <laughs> it's not exactly. It did, but exactly I, I think that's really funny because so Ollie was worried. Like he'd never wanted to go to a major label before because he thought they would change their sound. Yeah. Then they go to a major label and they say, "No, don't change your sound. If anything, go heavier." Yeah. And then he goes, "No, I won't go heavier. I'll do our <laughs> lightest album yeah. so far, and I will change our sound." Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start singing and here's a keyboard. Exactly, yeah. He's like he's like double bluffed himself. Yeah. <laughs> he just does the opposite of whatever someone tells him to do. Like, Yeah, exactly. No, I won't do yeah. that. Okay. It sold pretty well. It sold, well, it went gold in America. Mm-hmm. Sold half a million units in America. Yeah, not bad. Uh, about 100,000 in the UK and then about another 100,000 worldwide. So about 700,000. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah, not bad at all. 100,000 in the UK is gold as well, right? So gold gold for both. Yes. Yeah, not bad. Gold in both, yeah. Although, annoyingly, did you see the mix-up with it going gold oh, in America? Oh, I did. Yeah, they named them wrong, right? On the, uh, on the yeah, they, they, they Yeah, they wrote it as beyond the horizon, which you'd be <laughs> furious about, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would. Does that mean they received a <laughs> gold first... disc for the wall and it just says beyond the horizon? Yeah. I mean, how does that happen? I know. How is that allowed to happen? It's not like they were unknown at that point. No, exactly. And even, as you say, how is it allowed to happen? Like, even if one person got it wrong, surely someone's checking that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That is mental. Oh, goodness. I would be so annoyed. Yeah. I mean, classic metal band, though, isn't it? Like, no, they don't care about metal music. So it's just like, ah, call them whatever. Close enough. And uh, it got some awards and, uh, like, sort of, Topped some polls and stuff. Yeah, this it was, album as yeah, well. it was very well reviewed, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, it was Kerrang's album of the year, mm-hmm. um, and Alternative Press's album of the year. And weirdly, I saw that Metal Hammer called it the sixth best album of the year, but the third best album of the twenty first century. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you know I don't what? know. 
So there were five better <laughs> yeah. albums in it that year, but only two better yeah. in the whole in the whole century so exactly. far. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's a bit uh, nonsense. Fucking metal hammer. Have you got anything to say about like recording and stuff? Or should we just get into the songs? Yeah, let's do a track listing and just jump into the songs. Yeah, let's do it. Can you feel my heart? The House of Wolves, Empire, Let Them Sing, Sleepwalking, Go to Hell for Heaven's Sake, Shadow Moses, and the Snakes Start to Sing, Seen It All Before, Antivist, Crooked Young, and Hospital for Souls. Correct. You haven't been listening to the bonus tracks, have you? No. I yeah, I did double check Good. when <laughs> when the album actually ended originally and, and only and only listened to, yeah. to there. Yeah. Because I'd never listened to the bonus tracks before either. Okay. Um, and then when they kept coming on, like after Hospital for Souls, I was like, This isn't the end of the album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So can you feel my heart? Your first ever foray? Yeah. How did it go? I mean, so it starts very much enter Shikari-ish in terms of what we've listened to mm-hmm. before. Just like, yeah. and I mean, you read about it and they say that this is sort of the first song. They all say this is the first song that Jordan got his hands on is the way they all put it. Like mm-hmm. the, the first song he really yeah. sunk his teeth into. And you can tell because it literally starts with da, 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 like this like synth. Yeah. Um, and that lovely instantly, just I'm going to say right up top, the drummer, Matt, is unbelievable. Yes, He's he is so good, crazy good. Yeah, yeah, crazy good. And his drums sound like amazing, so it's even better because like it's such a good drum sound, and he's amazing. But yeah, I, I instantly realised that that I've, whatever it is, I can't be as specific. I wish I knew the exact sample sound, but all of the synths on this album, I'll say it right up top, they're not as obnoxious mm-hmm. as Enter Shikari. I know, I don't know if you remember. Yes, but all the way through the Enter Shikari album, I kept. Uh, being mean and saying like beep boop beep boop beep boop beep boop and like yeah and no, at no point on this album did I think shut up like with your beeps and your boops it's much much well, it, it doesn't sound like beeps and boops no, does exactly. it it sounds I mean. like layers of a track and it's not yeah. just like I don't know the the sounds that Enshikari make like I don't hate them all but it does sound like someone sitting with like a little box going like yes. like it sounds like a sort of Nintendo sort yes, of thing absolutely. sometimes yeah, but, yeah. but this does just feel like big synthy yeah. stuff on a computer yeah. or like you know keyboards and you know lots of work rather than just yes. like a bedroom it, sort of like, yeah, like a like a casio <laughs> just find a sample yeah just go, da, do, da, yeah. Do, da. yeah this sounds like soundscapey stuff like you know like the trent reznor style like building exactly. up like a, a, a mood using synth as opposed to yeah just like finding yeah. one sam- sound and just playing like little lead lines over the top um, yeah, and so uh, straight away, even though it starts, duh, 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 I was like, okay, I can get behind this because underneath is like swelling, and you've got that huge tom beat, and then it all mm. kicks in, and I was like, okay, yeah, I think I can get behind this. I think I think it's also because the way he uses synths and like the sort of I don't know if that you could call them riffs, but the things he does on the synths, yeah, it's not like you, you think of the opening track on I don't know why we're literally putting these two albums in parallel but you think of the opening track on Take to the Skies yeah and that synth is like dun, 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 yes. dun. like it's it's a big thing whereas this is just just like single notes generally yeah. or like thick chords and, and stuff on the synth like you think of I'm, I'm generally thinking of the intro to this and sleepwalking and it's it's generally not just like do 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 like it's not fast stuff it's just like do 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 you know it, yeah. it's very different feeling and sounding as well i think yeah and there's normally um, underneath it there's normally some sort of like like a rumbly you know what i mean like there's another layer yeah. to it it's not like i said it's not just he's playing high on a keyboard with one sound it's like a whole a whole mood or like a whole texture that's created yeah but it just happens to be on top of this band that go da, 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 like 
at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's also down to production. Do you see who produced the album? Oh, Terry Date, right? Our friend Terry from, Date, uh, yeah, who's his, uh, his second appearance Death in Tones, a few yeah, episodes. Absolutely. So yeah, so I think if we keep going, I feel like the more yes, albums I think produce, so. there'll be a few producers that just keep coming back. And I think that's also part of the reason for the quality of the sound. Like as yes. you say, like the drums sound phenomenal, mm-hmm. and like the layerings and like how everything's put together and how everything works together. Like it does sound like a veteran producer yes. has done this, rather Absolutely. than just this young band like it really is a step up for Mm -hmm. for any band this would be i think yeah but um in terms of production and things so this was obviously the first time i'd heard ollie singing Mm. um and i mean i guess it was the first time lots of people had heard him singing. first time i'd heard him yeah exactly um but he has a bit of the sam thing in my head where he sounds like jared leto and chester bennington he has like this yeah yeah this jared leto chester bennington crossover again like sam he's not got quite the the top end that sam's got i feel like he can't go quite Mm. as high with his screams but Mm-hmm. You know, it was much more pleasant than maybe I was expecting in terms of you okay, know, cool. musically. I was a bit, you, as I've said lots of times, you know, there's there's that type of voice, the feed the rhino, where it's the same yeah. thing, and like, and after a while, yeah. But uh, like Sam avoided it with Architects for me personally, and this this avoids yeah. it as well. I think Ollie's got enough. Yeah, it, it's really interesting because he is mixing it up so much, yes. and I mean, they avoid what we often talk about with those bands that uh, that do sound repetitive in that. I mean, I was looking at the tunings they're in for each of these songs and it's all over the shop. And yes. I think that really helps it's because, I mean, good. this song is just in standard tuning. Yeah. And then you go a couple of songs in and they're in drop C and then yeah. they're in regular C for the next one. You know, it's, so it's yeah. it's always changing. And even that just subtle difference makes a, a huge difference mm-hmm. when you're listening to the whole album. Yeah. Um, really and does. I think, yeah, because he's got the cleans, he's got he's got screaming vocals, but as you say, he... he does have a range in his screams rather yes. than just one shout. Yeah. And yeah, so I, I think his vocals stay pretty fresh for the whole thing and he can ramp it up or bring it down mm-hmm. to really create like a, a tone and an effect for the song and for the mood as well, can't he? Yeah, absolutely he can. Like there's, you know, there's bits on the album where it cuts to basically just his voice with like a little thin synth mm-hmm. underneath it and and you know, and it doesn't. He's not. It's not like he's screaming over that. It wouldn't work. You know what I mean? He's sort of almost no, like exactly, whispering. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and it sounds great. Yeah, he's got a great range on him, and it works the yeah. whole way through. As for my ears, it works yeah. very, very well. Good. Well, I'm glad because I was slightly worried. Not worried, but I was slightly. Um, I was just wondering how you were going to get on with it because obviously yeah. you've never listened to them before, and you had this idea that you might not like his voice and you might think they're a bit enter So I was just like, oh, I wonder how he's going to get on with this. But yeah. it's good that you didn't hate it, hate it. No. Anything else you want to talk about with this song? No. Uh, I mean, other than it does a thing at the very end, towards the end, that I think becomes like a theme of the album, which is, again, a really good production thing, where they drop everything out and it's just the drums and the synth, but they kind of do, like, it's literally nothing. Um, but it happens all the time on this album. Like it'll drop out to just drums and vocals or it'll drop out to just the guitar yeah. and one ear and a synth or it'll, you know what I mean? And they create this huge space out of nowhere, just like reverbed voice. Yeah. And then everything comes back in and it happens like four or five times to the album. And it's great every time it happens. It's such a yeah. cool decision. Yeah, especially in, in this, because when it does just go into those, just into the drums and the, the intro riff, yeah. when the intro riff sort of like fizzles out at the end, it's like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. It's, it's very great, cool. Also, yeah, this, this song sort of sets up something that they do a lot, which is 
quite short verses and quite mm. short choruses, yeah. but then they put a lot of stock into the bridge Yes, in their songs. They have a long bridge, which is almost like the catchy, like repeated part of the song. Like yeah. they might get, you know, 60% into a song and then repeat the bridge like three times. And, yeah. and that sort of takes up a huge chunk of it. Whereas the, the chorus is only like four lines or, or something yeah. like that, um, which which they do a lot. Yeah. Should we get on to House of Wolves? Let's go. What a fucking song this is. Yeah, this. I mean, this gets a lot heavier, doesn't it? Just a bit. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Because mm. the guitar in the first track is not very present, not in a bad way, but it's kind of just a layer underneath everything. Yeah. And so again, yeah. like, not that I wasn't enjoying it, but I was like, oh, I wonder if, I wonder if this album's going to be quite guitar light. And then yeah. <laughs> this song was like, no. And I was like, what? Yeah, I think I think they do an interesting thing of of sort of taking it in turns, not taking it in turns, but. Like, I think Lee knows that he's not always the front sound. And yes. I, I think Jordan knows that he's not always the front sound. And I, th- I think the way they combine those things and arrange things is really good. Mm-hmm. And also the song ordering on the album, I think, is is yeah. really good. It is, yeah. But yeah, that opening riff on this and then just the way it just kicks in. It's, yeah. it's just so angry. It's so <laughs> angry. It's great. And then it's got... What becomes a theme, which is another one of those albums where you think, oh, they've written this to be played in an arena. Like, you know, like the the chorus, the brick by brick by brick bit. And then obviously when it comes back and it's got the lines in between. Um, Yeah, you can just hear. I mean, obviously, like you say, they've got 5,000 gang vocal people on the album. (laughs) But it works perfectly because you're basically saying, we're going to do this live soon. And you can hear exactly what it will sound like. when Yeah, and it's one of those albums a bit like... um, all our gods have abandoned us where it's sort of like they know that they're at the point where they're going to be playing arenas yes like career wise and they've sort of written they've written an album ready for that but mm-hmm. also it's big enough that it definitely works in an arena like there's yeah. some bits of it that i i wonder how they do in an arena because like the quieter bits i mm-hmm. i wonder how that works in an arena because it feels really intimate but yeah i mean they're sort of choruses and bridges that are so catchy they are built for Wembley aren't yeah. they yeah <laughs> absolutely they are you yeah. can you can hear it yeah like I said as the whole album goes on you're like yep yep there's a live one. Oh, yeah there's a live one like they could play this whole album live and people would be digging it yeah definitely he also has his own bleh in this song oh where which way where, which was that it's after the riff that's like yeah. And then he just goes, so he just goes like, he just says, oh, but he oh. T- sort of says it in a way which just like, oh, like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> like someone stopped him. That's funny. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I really like how you can sort of hear his northern accent yes. sometimes. Yeah. This comes through all of a sudden. <laughs> great. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Because he's quite, I think he's got quite an American, I guess he screams in quite an American way, I suppose. Um, yeah. Or like Sam, you know, like a lot of singers. Um, but then, yeah, like yeah. I said, every now and then, just one word will pop out and it'll be like, oh, yeah, he's from Sheffield. Yeah, it's great. Although I just read on Wikipedia that he's actually from Kent, but maybe he was born in Kent and yeah, grew up he, in Sheffield. I, grew up in I mean, Sheffield, they're, they're yeah. definitely from Sheffield. Yeah. But yeah, apparently he's from not far from where I'm from. But oh. I don't think so. <laughs> you liar. <laughs> it wouldn't be like Wikipedia to have some wrong information. No, not as far as I've ever noticed. It's also the first of many anti-religious sentiments, this song. Yes, so we should say the, sort, the, of, the sort of through line for it is that he had been to rehab, right? He had a... a mm-hmm. it was, yeah. Like, it was ketamine, right? That he was kind of Yeah, he was, he was to dealing with of. a ketamine addiction, yeah. Yeah, and so he went to rehab and it worked and he's clean. 
But he said one mm-hmm. of the things while he was there is that they try and say, you should get better through God, uh, which did yeah. not sit very well with him. And they sort of just atheist. like force you into using yeah. religion to help you. Yeah. And which, yeah, yeah. He, he is apparently an atheist and completely bounced off that idea. And so a lot of this album yeah. becomes about his recovery, but also about, you know, how he disagrees with the idea that religion yeah. will help or does any good kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I think is obviously everyone can can deal with things in their own way, but I think it's it's strange that they would sort of force one way on you. Yes, like, I agree. Unless it was yeah, unless it was like a religious recovery center, you know what I mean. In which case, you, yeah, exactly. Why yeah. would you go there if you knew? You know what I mean. Like if you were like that, <laughs> you, that's a mistake. But yeah, it does seem strange. Yeah. Like you say, it should be. I always assumed it would be patient to patient. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, We've got a exactly. program, but like tailoring it, not just going, everyone that comes in has to find God or they're not leaving. It's like, well, mm-hmm. oh yeah. God. Okay, um, Empire? Empire. Uh, I, I really like this sort of radio effect, oh, phasey really? intro where yeah. like, the drums like sound really sort of, uh, I guess they sound bassy and then they just bring the treble up. So yeah. it, it sort of feels like everything is like coming in. Yeah, it, it just fades in. Yeah, just like, cool. I think, like I said, I think they're just taking the EQ like from like subs to, oh, yeah. here we go. Yeah, it's a great yeah. sound. It's very cool. And then when that, that, I mean, that they've got so many good drops on yes. this album, like when that riff hits and that's just like really gothic sounding like trancey, yeah. n- not trance as in trance music, but isn't, it just sounds like you're in a trance. Yeah. Um, like the, the synthy bit. Oh, it's, it's, it's really yeah, good. It's cool. It sounds like a choir. Like I don't, I did, still don't know quite what it is, yeah. but one of the synths at the top is this, this is the one that's got that great riff. That's like, it's got that natural harmonic right at the end of it. Like da 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 Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I love that sound so much. <laughs> yeah, he he does some he does some cool stuff. Like he's he's a really good guitarist, and he is. he's one of those guitarists that doesn't tell you about it all the time. Yes, but then he just does stuff where you're like, oh wow, that's that works so well. Yeah, it really does. Um, I like you say because he yeah. uses both ears quite well. Again, probably Terry Date's production helps, but like he mm-hmm. makes good use. They make really good use of like doubling a riff so that it's enormous. And then just using one yeah. ear and then maybe something else in the right ear. Or maybe the synth will fill out the, the rest of it. And it's it's a great little back and forth. Like the verse of this is just a guitar in the left ear, the drums mm-hmm. and the vocals. And there's no bass and there's no synth. Yeah. And it becomes really empty. And yeah. then when everything comes in, you're like, oh, fuck. And like, it's not like a, yeah. you know, it's not like a big deal, but it's just, it's just really well produced. Well done, Terry. Well done, Terry. This, so this has drumming wise, this has a thing that becomes a huge theme of the album that I absolutely love, which is that mm-hmm. in the verse, he's like doing eights on the hi-hat, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, he's just mental. Like the, all the way through the album, there's so many beats where he's going digga, digga, digga on the hi-hat and his snares are just like digga, 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 digga. And he's just like, he's just mad. Yeah. And every time it comes up, I'm like, How, what the fuck? Because I like was enjoying his work on this album so much, I read some interviews with him last night and I was trying to find, I mean, we'll get into it in probably the next song, but I, I feel like he's quite influenced by Abe from Deftones. Yes. Um, in just like how he sort of like just plays with stuff yes. and just isn't always on the beat, like he leaves gaps and stuff. And then uh, he sounds quite like Bran as well from Mastodon. Yeah. But I, I couldn't find either of those names like specifically referenced in interviews he talks about a lot of other people but he, he never actually mentioned them in, in what i saw anyway but okay um, i saw I don't know, yeah I, no i saw ollie reference deftones in a in an interview he just said that one of the songs right, okay. i can't remember which one one of them he said was them like aping the deftones kind of sound so i think they are oh, an okay, influence cool. um 
But yeah, like yeah. obviously, obviously Fine. not specific. But yeah, I know what you mean because I remember the Abe from Deftones was the same, wasn't he? He was a hi hat and snare aficionado. Yeah. Like he would make yeah. so much use out of just those two parts of his kit. Yeah, and yeah, Matt's exactly. Although the same. I guess Matt Matt is definitely using his toms. Oh, absolutely. All the time as yeah, well. but like yeah. a lot of the <laughs> lot of the straight verse beats are just hi hat and t- snare, but done like you say. Yeah. Here's a here's a beat and then here's a gap and then here's two and then here's three and then yeah and it's so every time it comes in it's great. He also does some great stuff with like just b- literally like bar to bar. Um, he just or like just line to line in a chorus. He 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 just changes the, yes. the tempo. Yeah. Of uh, it just changes the whole feel, like mm-hmm. from line three to line four in a yeah. chorus. Yeah, it's so impressive. It is great, great, isn't it? Like here's a feel, here's and I'm in half time, and then back to double time, and then yeah, and it works every single time he does it. Did you notice that the the end of the chorus, uh, sorry, the end of the pre-chorus, um, the wolves are at my door line, is just the mm. the crawling in my skin melody from Crawling by Linkin Park. Every time it came on, I was just hearing oh my that. God, it is. It's exactly yeah. the same. I was like, oh, Chester. Yeah. And he sounds a bit like Chester as well. So I was like, what? Yeah. I'm listening to Linkin Park all of a sudden. That's interesting. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, band, bands like this must be influenced by Ex- Linkin I mean, Park. Exactly. They came up through to the 2000s, as we were just saying. So like, there's no way you, you can get away from like hybrid theory and meteora. Okay, so Sleepwalking. Yes. I really like this song. So do I. Yeah, it's good. It's it's quite a poppy guitar because it's it's not riffy. It's just like four chords yes. that he's doing. Um, but that allows, as we've said, that allows Jordan to sort of take center for that for that mm-hmm. moment, um, and I just think I think it works so well. And also Matt's drumming in this song yes. is just exactly exactly like it's not in the pre-chorus he goes absolutely mental like it's just all of a sudden he just goes it's like what how his snare does sound kind of Tommy doesn't it Yeah, it's not as like it doesn't have like a big like. Yeah, yeah, but I don't mind that. It's quite um, thuddy. Yeah, there's a the, I, for me personally, snares hit a limit where they become not quite sent anger bad, but certainly mm-hmm. you know like ping. There's like that really high metal yeah. where they've tuned it real tight, and I don't always like that. I, I'm a, quite a big fan of a big kind of sound. Yeah, and I think he's yeah. kind of in that range, which is which is what I'm a big fan of. Also, we're, we're talking a lot about his drumming. Is it panned correctly? I, it, I, I, I as even far think as I can tell, it. it's panned correctly. Yes. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. But, good. Because, like you say, he makes good use of his toms. Certainly later on, there's lots of there's some great yeah. tom stuff. Um, so the chorus to this, I think, again, like you say, it's a great song. The chorus to this is another one that just sounds like Linkin Park. There's something about him, the whole thing. Yeah. But the, the it's like I'm sleepwalking line just sounds exactly like a, yeah. Just sounds like a Linkin Park song, and it's great. I love that. Considering it's like, sort and of it ten- also sounds completely like singable in a yes. like oh, it's fifteen thousand person yeah. crowd, yeah. Every day of the week, yeah. Considering it's like twelve yeah. years after the sort of new metal like hybrid theory came out, there's something yeah. really nice about having like that throwback, but also you you can hear the the modern. You know what I mean? It sounds like a yeah. architects, but it's got that real new metally twist every now and then, and I love it. Yeah, I sort of like it doesn't sound like new metal in no. a like a oh that sounds like new metal, yeah. but it. It definitely has that, like it's passed through some kind of filter to yes. get there. Yeah, it's paying yeah. the homage to it, and I love it. They they also seem to like go really seamlessly between live drums and program drums, yes. and then like loops and stuff, and sometimes all at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's quite impressive, isn't it? Like having yeah. him drumming, but then also, I wonder how you sort of figure that out, especially if you're going to have two things over the top of each other. Mm-hmm. I wonder how you sort of put that together. 
Yeah, I don't know, because we've had it a few times on the previous albums where we've had programmed drums and things, and me and you have been like, oh, where, like, where does it start, where does it end? But this album, I think, mm. treads the line really well. Like it's, mm-hmm. uh, Maybe it's just Terry Date. Maybe the, he just knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, we yeah, know he knows exactly what he he's doing, but you know what I mean? Maybe he yeah. knows, like, and no matter what is thrown at him, he's got it, got it covered. It's true, yeah. Um, okay, Shadow Moses. You've oh no, go- sorry, <laughs> I'm skipped this. <laughs> song, don't like that one. <laughs> well, it's it's not my favourite on the album. I think, I agree with um, you. I think this is my maybe my least favourite on the album. I don't know about least, but it's... Yeah, I, I think the, the thing that puts it a slight tint on it for me is the the title, really. Go okay. to Hell for Heaven's Sake. Yeah. It sounds like one of those sort of really cool phrases <laughs> that's like it's kind of funny yeah. that like bands like Fallout Boy or like All Time Low would have done. Yes. Like it, it reminds me of, of like Fallout Boy saying like the best part of believe is the lie and just like things like that. It's like yeah. oh, aren't we clever by using words? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like no, it's not that clever. It's kind of <laughs> lame. <laughs> and I think these guys fall into that trap a little bit and it but some of the lyrics like very occasionally sort of have that sort of style. And I know that Obviously, this album has a lot of hell and heaven sort of opposition, and yes. you know it's got that anti-religious standpoint. So it 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 uses it. It's not just saying like, "Oh, let's sound cool." But I, I think they're probably a band that maybe used to like they had songs like "Diamonds Aren't Forever," oh, okay. and on their very first album, they had a song called "For Stevie Wonder's Eyes Only," right. and just <laughs> stuff like that, like just like. It's, I don't know like that's obviously not in the chorus you just think that's a cool phrase so yeah. you're just going to call a song that yeah. Yeah. yes <laughs> anyway ran over <laughs> <laughs> we can just skip this song Richard if it annoys you that much no no it's literally just the title <laughs> it is the one that I've had stuck in my head okay I mean yeah because again, that chorus is really catchy it really is um, yeah I mean it's like you say it's, it's, it's cool like it's got it's like more, more big chords and big synths. It's not like riffing necessarily, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's got, I do really like the um, the verse is like a tom beat. So this is like him making good use of his toms, like we were saying. And the mm-hmm. guitar is just playing like just some really high notes, just like some like, yeah. which is cool. It's a cool yeah. different sound to be coming. Again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a synth. Like it's very hard to tell sometimes, but I think it's a guitar. Yeah, it is difficult. And it also does a really cool thing of like the verse they, I mean, they often do like two types of verse. It's almost like yes. a verse and a pre-chorus. And then, the, so they, they do, for instance, the first time around, they do the verse, pre-chorus, then chorus. And then they just go pre-chorus, chorus the second time. Yes. They don't do the verse, but they just skip that into the sort of more angrier part once, once the song is like fully developed, which is, is cool. So they always sort of keep you on your toes. It's not, it's never just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. Like yeah. they do a lot of mixing of structures and, and things like that, which is, I, again, another reason I, where I think it sort of just continues to feel fresh, like they're doing so many different things in different ways that nothing ever feels like it's just repetitive. No, I think you're right. And like you said earlier, with the bridges and stuff, I feel like they're really good at, like they don't, I feel like they don't make a big point of like breakdowns and things. They have quite a few, mm-hmm. but then they're, they're normally yeah. only like eight bars long or something with like a couple of lines yeah. and then it stops and back to the chorus. They, you know, they don't like make a meal mm-hmm. of here's a good riff that we're going to play for a minute because it's such a good riff. Exactly. It's literally like, yeah. right, we've got this now in and out back to the chorus. And I really like that. I kind mm-hmm. of respect the idea of, you know, you write a sick riff, but it's like, yeah, but we don't need to fucking hammer it home. I really like that. You can work out that it's a sick riff. Exactly. We don't, we're not going to, 
drill it into your head. Yes, yeah. Which again, like always, yeah. does make like I complained before, and like when Mastodon do like a great riff for four bars, and you're like, no, come back. But like at the same time, you know, you have to respect the idea that they're like, no, like you, this is exactly Definitely. what you need. You just don't realize. Also, it. Kyle, first solo on the album. Yes. This song. Yeah, it's like it's it's more like a sort of melodic. You know what I mean? It's not like a what you would call a, mm-hmm. a Van Halen solo after after our last. No, exam. that's for sure. But it is no. nice. It's a cool. I wasn't expecting any of them on the on the record. I'll be honest. No. Like his solos generally sound like this. Like they're generally quite short and often just sort of come out of nowhere. Yeah. But his he's got a really nice tone and he's got, I think he's, he like phrases, like because he's doing such short solos and they're not really, as you say, they're not like shredding or anything. I think he does like really interesting phrasing to just, because it's basically just like a, a higher riff for a few bars rather than an actual like classic solo. Yes. And I think he always puts together something really interesting when he does it. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he is a good guitarist. He's a good guitarist. And then guitarist. as soon as the solo ends, then it's like the clean guitar. And I think that's really cool yeah. after that. The clean, well. All the clean guitar on this album sounds absolutely lovely. Like it's just, and like you say, it's so refreshing. Because I, again, I think I probably thought I wasn't going to get any clean guitar. So every time one appears, mm. it's nice. Yeah. Okay, I obviously wanted it really badly. Here's Shadow Moses. <laughs> so this is your Metal Gear Solid reference. Right, okay. I've so, never played it. So oh, is Shadow okay. Moses a character? No, Shadow Moses is the the base where the first game, well, not the first game, but the one on PS1, Metal Gear Solid, uh, is set. In ah. the, the base is called Shadow Moses. Um, ah. And the stuff at the start, that like choir-esque, you know, melody and the one, that, and it comes back at the end, is like part of the theme to Metal Gear Solid part of the theme music oh really yeah like the because it's Hideo Kojima who's mental um you know he's always got really mm-hmm. lush scores and things under his games and that they borrowed like a bit of the bit of the theme for that intro so it's 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 a nod to the Metal Gear Solid game Hideo Kojima brought out Death Stranding last year the video game with um, mm-hmm. uh, Norman Reedus in it and they did a song on the soundtrack oh yeah because okay. the game itself is so strange and so experimental there's bits of it where you're just mm-hmm. walking through the landscape and a song will come on and it will come up in the corner saying churches do some of the soundtrack for it. And it will come up in the corner saying oh. song by churches. And it'll be just four minutes of you walking to a church's song. And one of them is Bring Me the Horizon. I, I actually think I've heard that church's song because I remember seeing that they'd released a song for a video game. I didn't yes. know what it was for, but yeah, I've listened to it. Well, there you go. Yeah. So this song has basically got lead single written all over it hasn't it it does yeah uh, not only because it, it says this is Sempaternal yeah but... <laughs> yeah but I bloody love this song I think this song's great I was sort of inclined to like it because it's Metal Gear Solid and I was like oh Metal Gear Solid yeah but then it turns out it's a yeah. really good song as well so I wasn't just being stupid it is so this is one of the ones where I wanted to talk about how they get the guitar sound because the guitar sounds huge yeah it does doesn't it in this song yeah and it's just him like, even if it was doubled, or even if there was two guitarists, like, what are they doing to get such a huge sound? Is that just production, or is that the amps? Like, have they got, like, a double, like, a wall of amps that he's using or something? I mean, I wouldn't expect think? so. No, in the studio, it's more common to just use one speaker and mic it up. You know what I mean? Because, like, yeah. micing yeah. up seven amps is not, it doesn't help. You normally, It's not going to help no, anything. No, because no. you, you'll just do two tracks, so you do the same. But, yeah, I don't actually know. Like, Terry Date obviously knows exactly what he's doing. He used to make, you know, he made mm. Dimebag Daryl's guitar sound. So, like, yeah. you know, we know how good he is. But yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's... James Hetfield often talks about um, on the Black Album, the huge sound they have on the Black Album, is one guitar in the left ear, one guitar in the right ear, and another guitar down the middle. 
And on the um, right. the making of, he calls the one down the middle the thickener. Like that's the one that makes the whole oh, sound. Okay. So maybe it's a similar idea. Maybe it's like do a riff, double it, triple it down the middle, and you right. know, and just play the whole thing. Because it like in the verses of this, there's like the left ear is basically just feedback, and the right ear is yeah. doing like a riff. But it's one of those ones where it's like sub. It's really been EQ'd down. Mm-hmm. Which it helps because mm-hmm. then you say when the whole riff comes in, it's like fuck. Where did this come from? So maybe it's a bit of that. Maybe it's a bit of tricking your ears with with different EQs. But yeah, when that riff after the chorus, when it's like that pinched harmonic, whoop, that's it's enormous. That riff, it's fucking huge. And then just a really melodic sing along chorus. I don't, I don't understand. Right. So we're going to go back to the Grammys. Okay. This surely this song is like Grammy central. Mm-hmm surely yep or even this album like why i know they've been nominated for a couple of grammys since for like best rock song for their like more poppy stuff but i i feel like this album is big and it's it's produced so well like why on earth are the grammys not looking at it i don't understand neither do i i don't know yeah i I wish we could get like an insight into what they do to choose you know who gets nominated and why and what the like it doesn't yeah. make doesn't seem to make any sense year on year it's just like scatter shot oh they can have a go yeah, oh, yeah why not yeah this maybe them like what are you basing it on because the year this came out black sabbath won the grammy yeah but then like the other you know if you look at the nominees and stuff like anthrax are in there and i think another band like that are in it's just like like these guys are they still really doing their best work? Yeah. Like, I honestly, I'm really asking that question. I don't know. Maybe they are. Yeah. But, like, surely you've got to get some new blood in there at some point. I mean, you would hope so. <laughs> yeah. It just seems, like you say, it's not really fair. If it is that idea of, like, a legacy pick, it's not really fair, is it, to just be like, oh, no. this this old famous band released an album. We have to give them a Grammy nod. It's like, yeah. you kind of don't. Exactly. Especially yeah. when that's, like, three out of five nominees. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the same as the Oscars. The Oscars gets on my nose. I mean, obviously it gets on everyone's nose, but every year they just, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, here's an old actor who's not had an Oscar yet. Let's give them an Oscar. It's like, but was it really? Like, it wasn't even their best performance, let alone the best performance of the year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It is. Uh, We probably shouldn't get into that rabbit hole because we'll be there forever. Yeah, we will. We'll never leave. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this, I think this, this song's just got sort of everything yep everything in spades mm-hmm. it does it's a goddamn tune and the snake starts to sink i was just gonna say it's really funny to hear the word quid in a metal song in any song but in a, certainly in a metal song <laughs> that was that was my top note it's yeah. just yeah it's so british and so funny to hear yeah. him say quid uh, yeah the first time i heard this song i was like did i i must have misheard that right there's no way you said quid <laughs> but yeah absolutely there's did. a few quid to be made so good oh amazing i think th- this is the point where i was like the ordering on this album is really good yes. because it's sort of, it's been really mixing things up and then it has this drop like this and then seen it all before. You think, oh, okay, maybe we're on like side B, which is a yeah. bit softer. And then they, you know, then they, they just keep mixing things up. It's it's really, really smart stuff. The thing we talked about, you never get bogged down because even if you've got two pretty heavy songs in a row, they, mm-hmm. they, like you say, the third song will be like a shift. And so your ears are never like, yeah. oh, I'm sort of the big riff thing is kind of getting old. It's like, well, here's a yeah. strange little quiet synth song with some like clean guitars yeah. and stuff. It's like, oh, OK. Doing that also means that you can sort of in your head identify songs so much easier because yes. it's not like, 
oh, I think it was like the third one, maybe the seventh one, who knows? Like, you know that there's like, there's this one, then it goes soft, then you, like, you know exactly yeah. sort of where you are mm-hmm. rather than, like, for like obviously I knew the album anyway, but like for, for you listening to it as a first time, I imagine it, it meant you could sort of map your way through a lot easier. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I really, really love the bit where he's saying would have been could have been should have been never was never ever will be. yes I, yeah. I just love that part it, it's great isn't it yeah absolutely yeah it's great and then this is another song where they sort of they get to the bridge and then just the repeated bridge is the big part of the song they mm-hmm. repeat that bridge like four times and yeah. it takes up like over a minute and a half of the song yeah and it's just like the the huge part of the song it's mm-hmm. cool it's also the one that i wanted to bring up like that guitar, that clean guitar, mm-hmm. where it's like really reverby and it's so soft and ambient yeah. and sort of intimate sounding. I don't know how that would work in an arena. Yeah. Because it would obviously have to be so loud and huge. But then does that sort of take something away from the dynamic of it? Yeah, I would like to see that live, like you say. Like there must be a video somewhere of like, because it's a good drop. You know, like when everything yeah. shuts off and it's just like ding, 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 like that kind of nicely delayed. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how that does work. I wonder if they like bring the lights down, you know, and so it's mm. just like, you know, so it's a mood. Spotlightly. Opposed, yeah. Just that. And then everything yeah. bursts back up. I wonder if that's how they kind of do it, you know, play it yeah. more than just music. But yeah, I would like to see that. There must, yeah. be, there must be a video somewhere. Yeah. And, unless they don't play it live. I don't know. But they True. must have done at some point. You'd, you'd hope so. Yeah. Um... Okay, so then seen it all before, like follows on really easily and like just flows straight out of snakes. Yeah, like, tonally it just works st- straight away, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. This one sounds. This is one that sounds very Enter Shikari to me. Like the kind of, but, but yeah. I've written but less obnoxious <laughs> with the beats yeah. and the boops <laughs> because again because the synth yes. sets like a lovely t- soundscapey mood. Yeah. Is it also uses more sort of octave riffs rather than like thick chords and stuff? Yes. Um, so maybe that's also why it feels like that because I, I feel like the tone that octave chords produce it or sort of sounds it's like it's it's almost like your guitar is being raspy does that make any sense no i know what you mean yeah, yeah. so then and i think the the tone that the guitar had on um and shikari had that sort of thinner raspier sound generally yeah. so maybe that's also why it's sort of giving you flashbacks to that yeah i think you're right the drums in this song, uh, considering what it is, are fucking mental. Oh, yes. Like, he's yeah. ab- he's going absolutely nuts. Like, the, it's like, he's just... And then he's, like, stopping. He'll go, like... And the bass is going... This is the first time... Not that the bass isn't great in the album, because it kind of sits exactly where it mm-hmm. needs to, but the the um, the verses of this, the bass has some, like... You know, like, some... It yeah. actually starts playing, like, a cool little... Its own little part. And it sits really well yeah. underneath everything else. And I it really does. like it. Um, also, there's some really nice sort of distorted ringing guitar later on, which yes. obviously I love. And it, it's sort of quite Mastodon-y in, in that respect yeah, as yeah. well at that point, especially when, he, as you say, he's just like going... Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yes. Then the album, as we've said, takes a left turn. Certainly does, yeah. Antivist is a pretty... I mean, it's pretty angry, but it's really, like, bouncy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So, like, the, all the stuff around <laughs> I read was, like, that it's kind of tongue-in-cheek in terms of lyrics. Um, and I feel like that comes yeah. through. Like you say, it's not it's heavy as fuck, but it's not, like, 
I don't know, it's not like serious, you know, it's just kind of like big and fun. Yeah. As well as being like, da da da. Like. So I think it's inspired by how they left things with Jonah when yes. he left the band. It's undisclosed why he left the band, mm-hmm. but since the album's come out, he's sort of said on social media and stuff that, oh, I wrote those lyrics, I wrote that riff, I recorded this, and then they've come back and been like, you didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Um, so I think, yeah, it, it's sort of inspired by him, but it's not, it doesn't have that sort of really like hatey feel that they're just like sh- shouting at him. It, it just, as you say, it has that quite tongue in cheek idea of just being generally against like keyboard warriors, basically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's not like a personal attack on him. It doesn't feel like they're literally going, this guy's an absolute prick, but... Yeah, yeah, I know. Even it's got more of a general, uh, yeah, the sort of keyboard warrior, which we've talked about before. I think that idea of we talked about it in hatred, yeah. didn't we? The, you know, the idea of like being angry at like a thing, but not really doing anything yeah. about it, like the opposite of the exactly, rage yeah. against the machine thing. I also think it's really funny that that he's like the, so that chorus is middle fingers up if you don't give a fuck. So yeah. it's, obviously it's like it's that lyrics. But it's so bouncy that it's like you can imagine like fourteen year olds yeah. dancing to this. <laughs> it's like should they be? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because then he dro- drops some C bombs in there. Oh, as well. he does. I was going to say that use of the uh, the old C bomb is so good. It's such. A, yeah. It's so ridiculous. Like, and it like uh, yeah, it delays, doesn't it? So you hear it loads of times. Oh, it's yeah, great. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, also, talking of bass in the last song, we get a really nice bassy verse. Yes, Where it we just do. sounds huge and like, mm. it's almost distorted because it's so high in the mix. It's like, yeah. Doom, 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 doom. yeah, it's yeah. cool. It is cool. This song's, uh, like you say, it's kind of fun. It's like a fun, heavy song that kind of, it's kind of just yeah. what you need towards the end of an album. Especially an album um, that's been lyrically quite, you know, introspective and quite uh, somber. It's nice to just have like a silly little, yes. fuck everybody kind of song. Yeah, exactly. Just before we get off this song, I have a great song meanings uh, comment oh, on this yes! song. Yes, perfect. Um, it's not even comment. It's just that they've got the lyrics completely wrong on there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so he says in the, I think it's in the chorus. He says, "I'm sick to death of swallowing every single thing I'm fed." Yes, that's what he says. That is what he says. To my ears, at least. Yeah, that's <laughs> unless what he says. I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, uh, and they've got on there that it says. I've seen the devil swallowing every single thing I've said. <laughs> okay, close enough. Which, yeah. So they think the line is, middle fingers up if you don't give a fuck, I've seen the devil swallowing everything I've said. Yes. That's what they think the line is. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which it's not. No, it's definitely not. That doesn't make any sense. Okay. Penultimate song, Crooked uh, crooked Young. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just straight back into a sort of synthy upbeat mm-hmm. thing with some really interesting strings as well. Like we're getting yeah. suddenly like the last couple of songs, we get some really cool strings. It's like, they're just adding these things song yeah. by song. I know. I like, yeah, I don't think I was expecting a fucking orchestra to show up at the end of this album. And yeah, no. here we go. But then again, architects, Memento Mori ended with a bloody architects orchestra. Didn't it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So maybe exactly. I should have, shouldn't have been so, uh, so surprised. <laughs> um, obviously another hugely anti-religious sentiment. Just in this a song. bit. Just a bit. <laughs> um, they, they seem to do a, a thing really well, which is they make these huge sing-along choruses where he's basically saying, we're all fucked and it, the world's going down the yeah. drain. But he does it in a way that it's so much fun to sing. Yeah, yeah. 
Like it's that's, weird, it's quite impressive. Yeah, it's a weird thing to imagine, like you say, like the O2 Arena singing this line. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh yeah, like, exactly. If you walked in, you'd be like, "What the hell is going on here?" <laughs> yeah, has so he like of, put them under some kind of spell? Yeah, exactly. Some sort of anti-religious cult that he's like managed to. Yeah, it's weird, but it's so catchy. You can't yeah. help yourself. And then, well, do you have anything else for? Crooked no, Joe? no. Let's go to Hospital for Souls. Big ender track, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is a big ender track. Like it's yeah, it's the end of the album. Like you said, I can't imagine having lis- like listening to the songs, the bonus tracks after it. I'd be like wrong mm. why are these here i i think this this song is a very good song yes yeah, so do i it's really interesting as yeah. well it does some stuff we'll talk about it but it does some stuff for the end of an album that you it goes to uh, like yeah it makes some choices that i don't think you would normally choose and i um i really mm-hmm. like that but yeah it's cool i mean it starts with literally just some synthy stuff and ollie talking like a, a genuine just talking yeah about his it sounds rehab. like he's in an interview or it something does, but doesn't it? i'm not sure if it's if it's maybe like something he has said that they've obviously re-recorded in a booth or something, but, yeah. or if it's just him just sort of talking. talking about how he feels. Yeah, I don't know either, but it's cool. But it almost feels like what he's saying in that, it almost feels like the album has been his journey and his struggle. And then right at the beginning of this song, he sort of realises this uh, revelation. Mm-hmm. And then this song is the revelation. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. So it sort of has that really nice, conclusion sort of feel to it it does which works really well it does and what is that sireny sounding i don't know i've written the same thing i've written there's a cool siren underneath everything but i don't have a fucking clue what it is oh like the the notes of that are so good but is it guitar is it synth who knows no i I assume it's synth because it's like underneath the chords Mm. isn't it the guitar's going like so i assume it's synth but i don't know what sample it is or whatever because it's fucking great yeah and then the string is just going yeah yeah oh really cool really really cool and then really subtly, which I've only just realised this morning, at the very end of the fourth bar of that distorted bit, there's something in the right ear, like guitar-wise, that's yeah. just doing something really subtle and just like just ending that bar. And I can't really hear what he's doing, but it's just something... It's just another thing where they've gone, you know, 98% of people won't hear this every yeah. time, but we're just going to put it there because oh. it's, it works. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really just just really clever smart music making it's, yeah. it's good it really really is it really is um, i i really like the the sort of the dynamics of like his his voice in the verse is so clean and i, and I think it's maybe his like peak clean vocal performance mm-hmm. on the album yes and then the screams in the chorus are just other end of the spectrum like yeah. they're so huge and yeah. so long like it's it's great how he just shifts between them it's yeah yeah, it's it's very cool. This is very that's that architects kind of thing in the chorus. Like the brilliance of the screams, I guess, really comes through. But again, like you say, it's the kind yeah. of thing you could still absolutely sing in an arena. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Even though he's saying, "Watch me burn." Yeah, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. It um, is. And then that sort of ends and something else happens and you're like oh the song's only just begun and then you look at the time and you're like oh it's three minutes 45 yeah but the song's only just begun yeah and then suddenly something else starts for like three minutes yeah which i think is just such a great way to finish the album that Me too. like progressive layering bridge that just repeats like five times and just gets bigger and heavier and stuff 
oh it's great yeah that but it's great so what i meant when i said interesting i i think it like builds but doesn't build as much as you'd expect and i really like that yes. about it. you know what i mean it like it's yeah. like military marching on the snare and it slowly really mm-hmm. slowly builds everything sort of in, around it in the left and right ears comes up through the mix for three rounds and then it stops dead and then it comes in but it's not yeah it's not you know it comes in but it doesn't come in like you kind of maybe with like an orchestra and like wah, like this huge yeah and it doesn't and then it doesn't it builds a bit more and then the album ends and it never quite reaches yeah. you know what you'd expect from this like oh let's do a big outro and i really like that i really like that it doesn't the whole time i was like right they're yeah. gonna they're gonna do a stop and then it's gonna go mental and it doesn't and i'm yeah. like oh that's clever but yeah like it doesn't given that it repeats five times it doesn't do that thing of just like steadily getting bigger and bigger yes. and bigger and then being big for the final two yeah it does three which don't change a huge amount no just really subtly and then a big drop and then it comes in a bit higher and goes a bit more than that but it does feel like it's it's like traveled so far from the beginning but yes. i guess it hasn't really but no. it, it's just the time that it takes and the i think it's just the layering and just what's yeah. there it, it just makes it feel huge. Yeah, absolutely. and I feel like I've said the word huge like a hundred <laughs> times in the last well, you're, hour. You're but. totally right. Like, it, yeah, it could have it could have done more, and it's really great that it didn't. You know, mm. which is not something you say very mm. often. I think. No, that's true. Uh, and then the album ends. And then the album ends, and that's that. Is it going in your hall of fame, Kyle? You know what, Rich? It is going in my hall of fame. Yeah. Like I can't speak to if I'd listened to an earlier album perhaps and and there was no singing, mm-hmm. you know, have it like you said having um if it was just screaming, um maybe I wouldn't have got on with it, but this album, if it was a turn for them, uh it was maybe yeah. a turn for the better if they sound like this cuz fuck me, Definitely. this album is great. It's got the exact same thing that I loved about Architects. It's got that yeah. screaming voice, but it's got such a range on it that it never gets old and it's got really catchy choruses somehow. It's got fucking huge mm-hmm. riffs. It's got synths that sit perfectly in the mix and do exactly what I'd want them to do personally. Um, yeah. yeah, everyone on it's great. Matt, drumming, oh, like all day of the week. It's uh, Yeah, it's fucking yeah. brilliant, this album, start to finish, and I'm very glad to have listened to it. So yes, Hall of Fame, absolutely. What about you? I am so glad you said that, Kyle. I, as I said earlier, I was slightly worried that you were going to hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, and personally, I love this album. Yes. So yes, it's going in my Hall of Fame. I, I just think it's so repeatably listenable, yes. probably because... The ordering works, the dynamics work, like the dynamics of the different types of stuff they're doing. It all just fits together so well. So then you can, you know, literally from that opening synth on Can You Feel My Heart to that huge end on Hospital for Souls, it's like everything's just working brilliantly. Yeah. And it's, it, I think that's that's what's really fun about doing this is that last week we listened to an album which is almost the polar opposite of this. Yeah. Like it's... <laughs> four guys live doing a song in a studio and if the guitar's doing a solo then there's literally no, like there's nothing underneath that yeah. because he's soloing and it's just live rock music and then this is like the most produced thing maybe apart from nine inch nails that we've listened to i yeah. guess and oh it's it's just just incredibly made and i think everyone is doing their jobs really well and yeah i think it's just a huge turning point for the band for me this is absolute peak bring me the horizon okay well, there you go. Yeah. Me too. What about your three picks? Oh, uh, it's been so hard. <laughs> Honestly, I, I could have picked a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Because there's so many different aspects to, to try and choose. I think I'm going to go with House of Wolves, Sleepwalking, uh-huh. 
and Hospital for Souls. Okay. How about you? I'm going to go for House of Wolves, yep. Sleepwalking, <laughs> and Shadow Moses, because I fucking love Shadow oh, Moses. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it is. I'm happy with them two going in the playlist, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Nice. Nice. Okay. So now we need to find out what we're going to be listening to next week. We certainly do, yeah. Um, have you got the number generator up? I do. Have you got the spreadsheet? I certainly have. I'm nervous. <laughs> Me too. Fingers crossed. So it is number 10. Oh, number 10. <laughs> we... <laughs> we're going to be listening to Anthology by Alien Ant Farm. Oh, shit. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what a change. What a change. I mean, okay, you have, you're not remotely familiar with this album, are you? No, I know their song Smooth Criminal and I know their song Movies and that is it. They're both uh, on this album. Either of them on this so album? They're both on this oh, album. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is their debut, so, uh, okay, cool. Great. God, I've not listened to this. And you know this album quite well? Uh, yeah, I mean, I bought it. You know, I have it still from, from 2003 yeah. or whatever the hell it came out. Um, but yeah, I've not listened <laughs> to it as a, as a whole album in a while, so this will be interesting. Cool, yeah, that's going to be quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, cool. Kyle, how are people going to find us if they want to talk to us? Okay, so if you want to send us an email, uh, we're at chewthemetal at gmail.com um, or you can get us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at chewthemetal. Um, and then, yeah, if you obviously you're listening to this on a podcast app, if you can... If you're not using Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, sorry, but you don't mind, then please go on Apple Podcasts and give us a, a quick five-star review because that really, really helps in the long run with our visibility and things. Um, but yeah, just get in touch. You know, we love to hear from people, see what they're thinking of the show, see if they're agreeing, disagreeing, etc. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> that's how you do it. Fantastic. <laughs> well, that's been Sempaternal by Bring Me the Horizon, and we're going to yeah. listen to Anthology by Alien Ant Farm for a week, and Ooh. we will see you then. Thanks for joining us today. Bye. Um, so at that time, both on the UK chart and the US chart, Justin Timberlake was number one. Oh, of course on he was. Of course he was. Um, with an album called The 2020 Experience, which I feel like should be an <laughs> album that came out this year. <laughs> Is it the bleakest album ever written, it turns out, yeah, and, that, and now yeah. we all know why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else I've wanted to say? Dun, 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 dun. No, I think that's everything. Okay. How about you? Mm. Yep, I have said everything that needs to be said. <laughs> okay, well, we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.